0: I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. Joining me today is Dr. Greg Marchand, MD. Uh, we're going to talk about updated the updated timeline on the legality of abortion in Arizona and many other issues associated with the abortion laws. The current status of abortion laws throughout the states are confusing at best. With the overturning of Roe versus Wade, many women are left with questions pertaining to their reproductive rights. Dr. Greg Marchand helps to shed some light on the subject of abortion rights, especially in Arizona, giving us a timeline of the legality of abortion. Of particular interest is that some private providers have resumed abortion services in Arizona, even though Planned Parenthood is not. Uh, Dr. Marchand is a board-certified physician in obstetrics and gynecology and is an expert in minimally invasive surgery and is recognized internationally as a pioneer in developing laparoscopic techniques. He holds the Guinness Book of World Records for performing a total laparoscopic hysterectomy through the smallest incision ever. Welcome to the show, Dr. Marchand. Nice to have you on today.
1: Well, thank you very much. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, let's start with the legalities. Where are we right now um, in August 24th, 2022? Uh, What's the status of the legality of abortions in Arizona? And I know it's different in each state, but let's start with your state, Arizona.
1: Well, of course, I'm I'm not a lawyer, uh, but in in, uh, my home state of Arizona here, um, there's currently an injunction uh, against the 1864 law and then we've got another law that's going to come into effect in 30 days uh, so the only law in effect is the uh, 2012 hb 2036 uh, making abortion in arizona legal up until 20 weeks and as you stated uh, there are some practitioners in arizona that have uh that are performing uh abortions uh and then uh, planned parenthood has not resumed as of yet
0: okay so is this status are you saying this is about to change this is as of now, but in, yeah.
1: Uh, Yep, you're correct. Um, uh, The uh, Arizona legislature passed uh, SB 1164, uh, making abortion illegal after 15 weeks. Uh, And the way the law works in Arizona, that takes effect 90 days uh, after the legislature has closed its session. Uh, So on September 24th, a a month from today, uh, that'll change to 15 weeks in Arizona.
0: So, if we're talking about after 15 weeks, one can't ha- a woman can't have access access to abortion. What are some of the? Let's talk about some of the common pregnancies. Uh, some of the issues that come up after 15 weeks in terms of complications of pregnancy.
1: Um, Yeah. so uh, genetic testing now, we can do non-invasive testing earlier on, and we can do amniocentesis earlier on to look for some genetic problems. Uh, But you're right, there are going to be some tough situations where birth defects might not be picked up in the first trimester. Um, You know, unfortunately, some very severe birth defects sometimes don't get picked up until later. The best time to actually view fetal anatomy is gonna be between 18 and 22 weeks. Uh, So uh, there will be some people, unfortunately, that that won't pick up on an abnormality, uh, you know, maybe until that 18 to 22 week scan. Uh, and if they do get that horrible news that the pregnancy's not going to survive uh, they they most likely would have to leave Arizona uh, in that case uh, if they wanted to terminate the pregnancy
0: yeah and how realistic is that for some women some women it in terms of being able to leave Arizona and you know seek medical attention elsewhere
1: um it's it's certainly going to be a, a hardship for 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 some people i, I mean i i don't want to uh, blow things too far out of proportion. I mean, there are certainly, as, as you know, a lot of people that are in difficult situations, um, but there are services, these services are available in almost all states bordering Arizona. Um, uh, so, so it's not the largest hardship imaginable. Uh, but yeah, that's certainly going to be an inconvenience and a big problem for someone that doesn't have a lot of resources
0: but what about some of the things that uh, some of the complications like high blood pressure just gest- i'm going to name a few gestational diabetes infections preeclampsia preterm labor all of these kinds of things and especially if you've had a pregnancy and had some of these complications before and then you get pregnant and you uh, you know the same thing has the possibility of occurring all those things happen not necessarily at fifteen weeks, let's say uh, they can happen any time during the pregnancy when your your life is in danger and so can, can we talk about that because that has to be to me a medical decision, not as you said you're not a lawyer, <laughs> and lawyers perhaps should not be making medical decisions so uh, you know I, I just listed a few of the of some of the complications, but then what happens
1: uh- uh, well you're bringing up a very good point that that's not as relevant um because uh, there is exceptions in all three of those laws for cases where mothers' lives are in danger um and, and those are going to be much more rare circumstances uh where you have to make the decision to terminate based on uh mother's life being in danger uh that that's that, that's something that's uh, uh, those abortions can be performed in Arizona. Uh and, and all three of the laws leave it up to the physician. So physicians really don't have to fear later somebody coming along uh and saying was this life threatening or not. Uh it, all three of the laws say that it was a uh, it is the call of the physician who's treating the patient. Um so so I wouldn't see that as much of a concern. I, uh the, the big concern is that the babies that have you know severe fetal abnormalities that aren't going to survive uh, under this law. There's no exceptions uh, for that. You can't uh, you can't say because the baby's not going to survive, why don't we just terminate now? Uh, there are exceptions though if mom's life is in danger.
0: So what about okay? Well, the, the, if the what about? Uh, I guess you know I just mentioned a few. Maybe you can think of others. But I'll give you examples because you know I'm a baby boomer. I know lots of women. Friends, uh, colleagues—you know, starting from being in college to graduate school to on and uh, on—who have had abortions for actually none of these reasons. And I think one of the things—and I started you and I started to talk about this before the we we got on the air—but the kind of the messaging I think to the public is, well, you know, if you if you get pregnant because of rape or incest, uh, you know, that's the reason why you that should be an exception. You should be able to have an abortion. Actually, no, all the women that I know, and this is anecdotal, just one, um, have not gotten pregnant by being raped by rape or incest, but it's either with loving partners, husbands, boyfriends who they don't want to marry. I mean, I can go on and on and have made the choice to have an abortion. So I, I, I guess that's one of the things that we don't talk about. I think. I mean, I had a friend who had a a, a, a measles shot, and her husband it was is a physician, and recommended to have an abortion because the chances of there being something wrong with the baby were great, and she did. I mean, I, I can go. Well, you know, a friend of mine, and I'm going to give you another one. These are more uh, the kinds of things that somehow don't seem to get out there, but. And I just want you to respond to them. But, um, you know, she had four kids. She was having an affair. The affair was over, but she got pregnant. She had an abortion. Because the having a baby would have destroyed the entire family, including her marriage and her relationship with her children. How, uh, those are just examples that we don't seem to talk about.
1: Well, I'm, a, I'm an I OBGYN. <laughs> I, uh, I certainly feel for those horrible situations that, yeah. those, uh, uh, that those women were in mean yeah. um, it sounds like a lot of very tough situations, and they uh, uh you know they had the option to make those decisions. It sounds like in almost all those cases uh they uh, you know unless they were able to detect it prior or unless they made these decisions prior to twenty weeks now and prior to fifteen weeks following september twenty fourth uh, that option would close in Arizona uh, as you said it's uh you know it's a hardship for a lot of people to travel to have a procedure um but the procedure you know essentially costs the same here as it did uh, costs the same in California as it does here um it you know it is just traveling across the border it's, it's not the largest hardship known to man but it certainly will be inconvenient and it'll put up another barrier uh to women who are in a rough situation with with limited resources um uh the the, the measles vaccine i do have to answer to that i mean that, that's a very theoretical risk uh we don't give that vaccine Um, during pregnancy because of the theoretical risk of it becoming an active virus that could harm the baby. Uh, As you know, the rubella virus is harmful uh, to unborn babies, Um, but that is very much more of a a theoretical risk that would be kind of outside normal medical thinking. Uh, But everything else you mentioned are are very difficult situations, certainly situations I wouldn't want anyone to have to be in.
0: So where do you, okay, well, um, but I guess we are in those kinds of situations right now, right? That's the issue.
1: Uh, yeah, and, and people in those situations, uh, uh, you know, it's legal in 20 to 20 weeks right now in Arizona. Otherwise, uh, you'd be forced to, uh, to travel outside the state. Um, there are a few circumstances where this is going to be medically necessary. Medically necessary, of course, meaning mom's life is in danger. Um, the, the medical definition of medical, medically necessary doesn't include, you know, those babies that unfortunately. Uh, have no chance of survival. Um, those women, unfortunately, after they get that horrible news, would then be further inconvenienced and have to leave the state in order to terminate those pregnancies if they would choose to. Um, but, but barring those medically indicated conditions where mom's life is truly in danger, uh, you know, right now in Arizona, it's, it's, it's going to be illegal after 20 weeks.
0: What about well, psychosocial issues, depression, anxiety? Um, how does that come into play in-
1: well, it's certainly something we think a lot about in a woman that's in a situation like this. I certainly wouldn't envy anyone in this situation. Um, yeah, it's, it's so we're certainly taking away an option for somebody that would have felt better staying in state and doing something uh, right here without having to travel. It's going to be more stressful for them now to have to put into their plans how they're going to leave the state to, to do this. Um, uh, but I, I, there's also a, quite a bit of... Uh, of stress that goes with this decision and in, in, in general and and there's the the possibility of guilt following a termination procedure as well um you know i'm not a psychiatrist but i certainly don't envy anyone who's put in this horrible decision horrible position or uh you know all the women you mentioned that were in very difficult situations that were in a, a a very difficult situation had to make this this very tough decision i certainly don't envy any of their positions and, and uh uh, now it certainly isn't uh, isn't going to be good for people in those positions that they'll have to add to that travel out of state.
0: Can you share with us? I mean, you're uh, you know, as an obstetrician and gynecologist, um, some of can, Well, I was going to say, um, obviously, not revealing any of your patients, but any of the situations you've been in with patients um, that that you can uh, that would be examples of what we're talking about.
1: Um, sure. Um not too long ago uh, I had a patient uh who uh, had a very serious heart condition um and uh, you know we kept her hospitalized at uh, one of the tertiary care hospitals and we got cardiology involved. Um and uh, it was one of those cases where her uh, cardiac function uh was not thought by the cardiologist um to uh, uh to, to be sufficient to carry the pregnancy and uh it was likely that she was going to go into cardiac failure before uh, the baby would be close enough to viability, um, and, meaning got close enough that it could survive outside of mom. Uh, so uh, it was a very difficult situation um, in a situation like that. You get a bunch of experts involved, uh, you know, cardiologists, maternal fetal medicine doctors, uh, and you try to give mom the best information possible, uh, but you never really know. And uh, you know that was one of those cases where uh, she was offered termination, um, and uh, in this case, uh, uh, uh you know luckily she survived and so did the baby we were able to get her out past 24 weeks uh deliver the baby um and uh and, and get the, uh, the the weight of the pregnancy off her cardiovascular system uh and she actually survived uh even though uh the opinion of the cardiologist was that she was unlikely to um uh, but there's a lot of people in that situation um it, it, it's it's uncommon compared to uh, the, the more common situation of uh, fetal birth defects that are not are going to be compatible with life, uh, but, but they do happen. Um, and then I had another patient who uh, suffered from a very horrible disease, lamb disease, uh, who uh, who opted to go forward termination to try to save her life, and uh, unfortunately, even that still wasn't enough, and uh, and that patient passed away uh, in the second trimester with the baby.
0: So those are two, I mean, those are obviously two difficult, extreme kinds of cases. Um, Okay, this is what's happening in Arizona. Now, are you familiar, I mean, in terms of the legalities of uh, termination, but what about the other states? Are you familiar with any, you know, what is going on? Because it is a very confusing time. I mean, the states have very, it seems to me, I'm in New York. So, um, you know, the, the laws here are very different than than. Um, many of the other states. Where does it sit? Do you do you know?
1: I, I couldn't go state by state to tell you uh, every single state. I know some uh, states have banned uh, abortion outright, elective abortion outright um, at any gestational age. I know some states have banned it after you can hear a heartbeat. Um, that I do want to clarify that no states have banned uh, ectopic pregnancy treatment, uh, and I've gone through, as recently as last month, I've gone through the text of every state law. Uh, There's not a single state law where a mother whose life is in danger uh, can't be treated. Um, But uh, as you pointed out, there's a lot of places in the U.S. right now uh, where abortion is not legal after certain gestational age. and uh, Women who are in in difficult situations would need to add to the trauma that they're already going through, uh, the emotional trauma that they're feeling, uh, the fact that they would need to leave the state uh, in order to receive those services uh, if they chose to, and, and that could be very tough for someone who has limited resources.
0: Yeah, so I, I guess the focus has been, and you've actually mentioned it several times, like the, women's life, the, the woman's life has to be in danger. Well, it could be in danger medically, as you gave the example of the cardiac case, but it also can be in danger for a lot of other reasons her whole family life may be in danger financially, or as I mentioned, she may have mental health problems. There are lots of extenuating circumstances that it seems to me that most of these laws that prevent um, a a, a woman having the choice to have an abortion really don't take into consideration.
1: I Uh, mean, you're certainly right there. Yeah. I, I mean, there's, Uh, I did make the comment earlier that a physician wasn't going to be questioned um, about whether or not they felt mother's life was in danger, Um, and and I think there's a lot of uh, medical precedent for that. For example, if the water's broken... Uh, no physician needs to wait for the mom to show signs of infection. Uh, if an ectopic pregnancy is diagnosed, no one needs to wait for, uh, the mother to become unstable or start bleeding. But, but you're right. There's a lot of situations, uh, where, where the mother's social situation is going to be deteriorating. Um, you could have a situation where you're not sure that somebody is, is who has psychiatric disease, how they're going to respond. And if they be in danger of, uh, of, uh, a suicide event as a result of this. Um so I, I guess you do bring up the point that uh, there may be some situations where it might not be possible to tell the mother's life is in danger because you can't predict the future and, and I think that's certainly true.
0: And and we don't really discuss uh, given some of those situations like you know the mother's life what happens after a baby who is not wanted for all these reasons that you and I have been discussing well, that's a lifetime of taking care of another child who they are either not capable of taking care of that child for many reasons. Um, we don't seem to get beyond that when we're having the discussion when the, the, with the uh, abortion discussion.
1: Um, it's certainly something to, to to think about as, as part of this discussion. Um, as a social worker, I know you have a lot more experience than I do, mm-hmm. um, but that's certainly going to be a tough situation uh, with, the, with the foster care system or adoption uh, or a situation where, you know, can we get the mother all the resources that she needs to take care of this unexpected baby? Uh, I mean, that, that certainly weighs on the weight of this uh, on, on society. I'm kind of getting a little closer <laughs> to your field here than mine, yes. though, unfortunately. Yeah. I can't, can't comment too much more on that. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, well, that yes, exactly. That's a, That's a been my experience in dealing with families in foster care and children who aren't taken care of and single mothers who have five children who really don't need to have a sixth child. And I, I I have stories too, right? The same kinds of histories, but I also have a lot of stories in terms of just friends, colleagues, family. And I'm talking about women who have had abortions for the reasons that I, I, you know, I, I sort of brought up in the, in the beginning of the conversation. Um, and that women will not have the choice, especially in these states, obviously where abortion is 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 banned, no matter what. Um, so all of these social issues become really important to discuss, which I'm not sure that we do spend enough time discussing them. Um, yeah. So wh- where do you? I mean, Roe versus Wade. I mean, I grew up in a time when abortion, when I was in college, was illegal. And the reality is that, you know, I went to a a large, a big university, and um, so women performed abortions on themselves, you know, coat hanger abortions. Every week there were several of them in our university. Uh, You're younger than I am, so that probably wasn't part of your experience. I don't know. Um, I have a lot of terrible stories to report, but um, it, it seems we've just, we've, I mean maybe you can comment on this we've just gone backwards in terms of uh, you know women's rights and her right to have control over their own bodies um you know what's your uh I'd like to hear what your feelings are about that I guess
1: well I I I agree with you in some sense I certainly think that uh that there should be the ability uh to receive a termination in America and I don't think anybody should have no options as to to, to, to try an at home abortion uh, being the only option. Uh, you know, I, I think that that's uh, there should be options now as to the absolute logistics of how. Many weeks uh, exactly this should be allowed up to in each place. I, I do think that has to be decided by the the, the legislatures and the representatives uh, in each one of those places. and uh, uh, there is some concern about allowing abortion right up until twenty four weeks and zero days when you you do have a, a baby that could survive outside of mother, and uh, you know and you're starting to walk the line between if the mother has the right to terminate the pregnancy. Uh, you know, versus is it possible to save the baby? Does the baby have the right to be saved? And then, and we start getting to, is you know, is this still an abortion, or are you then, you know, delivering a baby and then and then allowing it to die? So there is still that concern for abortions that are happening close to 24 weeks. Um, uh, so as far as the pendulum going backwards, I I, I don't know that I agree uh, that, that it's been a, a completely bad turn to go backwards because I, I don't think every place in the, in the United States has. Uh, you know, has to be told that they have to allow abortion at any gestational age. Um, I think the, uh, you know, the, the context that this was on—that somewhere in the emanations or penumbras of the Bill of Rights, uh, you know, there's a right to abortion that was a little far. Um, so I certainly think women should have access uh, to this, but I, I would leave it up to each each individual municipality as to what, uh, you know, how many weeks, uh, and if they want that there, you know, just because abortion uh, should be somewhere safe and legal in the United States and accessible, you know, doesn't mean every single community has to offer it all gestational ages the same way, you know, I wouldn't force there to be uh, abortions legal in Vatican City.
0: Well, my question is, I have more... I have confidence in you in the doctor that doctors are don't go around just performing abortions at uh, you know I mean I've heard people say oh that if you want an abortion in 8 months the doctor will perform an abortion I don't think so <laughs> give me an example uh you know that doctors use doctors and their patients make that decision and it's a medical decision and I, I'm assuming that just like they make those kinds of decisions in other areas that, that you know of whether whatever it is you know in, in surgery um they have to make certain decisions it's it would be the same thing wouldn't it i mean rather than a legal decision it's a medical decision
1: yeah, i think it, i mean there there are some cases where where it's going to be medically necessary and other cases where it's not necessarily medically necessary as in mom's life's in danger, but, but most re, most people would say, I would go ahead and terminate. I wouldn't keep a baby with no chance of life inside of me. Uh, but, but a lot of these cases are elective, and and, and although the physician is going to be an expert on life and death situations of, of what you can expect and what's going to put your life in danger, A lot lot of the social situations uh, that that you brought up, uh, the the physician isn't going to be able to judge your life for you, and and those terminations will be considered elective. So I I certainly can't say that every termination is going to be based on medical necessity. Uh, A lot of terminations are are going to be called elective, even though, of course, elective uh, doesn't take into account the social situation the mother is going to. If she went through something horrible like a rape or an incest event, uh, that isn't taken into account. Um, uh, but, but physicians, uh, you know, they won't be able to balance that. They'll just be able to balance the medical care.
0: Well, uh, I could go on and on with our discussion, uh, and I'm, I'm sure you could too. But uh, we only have a couple minutes left. So give us, uh, you know, a website, a website so we can go to to either, you know, give uh, our listeners more access to information about what we've been talking about and about the work that you do.
1: Yeah, I specialize in minimally invasive surgery, um, and, and my websta- website is uh, marchandinstitute.org. If you want to see the research we're up to, um, I uh, actually—I'm sorry—I don't have a direct website on how to keep track of uh, the uh, the, cha- the changing environment as far as abortion in Arizona. Um, I know that Wikipedia keeps a page about abortion in Arizona that's you know certainly volunteer updated. Um, they, we're gonna, we, I'm I'm going to be watching very, very closely what's going to be happening in the uh, coming weeks uh, with the, uh, the lawsuit of the injunction against the 1864 law. Uh, that's currently in court to see if that law can come back into effect or not. Um, and then, of course, uh, September 24th, uh, the uh, more recent uh, Arizona law could come into effect. Uh, so I'll certainly be watching those closely.
0: Great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Great discussion. Dr. Greg Marchand, MD.
1: Well, thank you for having
0: me.